The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 34 of the podcast, where we're talking all about summertime. Woo, it's summertime. It sure feels like it here. Uh, I saw my first monarch butterfly in the garden over the weekend, and we grilled out last night. My garden is all planted, so I'm really feeling that freedom and wide openness of this big energy kind of a season. And I bet just like you, (laughs) I'm ready for some R&R, right? So here's what we do. I think as homeschooling moms, we, the summer arrives and we we're ready to kick back a little bit. So we let the children go play while we choose a book to read, or we start working out in the garden, uh, or just relax for a little bit with a cup of tea. And that lasts about mm, a few days. (laughs) And then the whining begins. Oh, the joys of summer. Today, I want to share with you some really great ideas about summertime rhythm and how you can bring a sense of calm and fun to your family by simply creating a a very uh, scaled down but simple summertime rhythm. And so let me just start by saying, personally, I really think it's important for homeschoolers to take a break from the lessons during the summer. This could be any amount of time that you choose, but I think it's really great to bracket off a period of time where we say this is our summer vacation, right? And uh, it it's helpful for everyone to just rest and relax from the really skate 
scheduled lessons for for just a bit, right? And I also find that the full-blown energy of the season can sometimes even make it difficult to focus on lessons anyway. Now, I know some of you might live where it's maybe really hot in the summertime and because you're indoors, you you choose to do lessons during this season and then maybe take breaks at other times of the year when uh, it's cooler and it's nice to get outdoors. So whatever you do, make it work for you. That's totally cool. But what I want to suggest is that this concept of creating a simple summer rhythm can be used anytime, really, right? You could use it during the summer, during a holiday break, even during a really difficult uh, season or time in your life. Uh, it's a great way to simplify. So then the, the question becomes, how do we keep things light without it all just falling apart after a week of a break? And the answer really is rhythm. So don't worry, I got you covered with some really concrete ideas here today. First, let me just tell you a story. When, when I was a little girl, here's what summers looks looked like. Uh, summertime meant lemonade stands and picnics in the park, catching fireflies in a jar. And one summer, all the dads in the neighborhood helped us kids build a fort in our backyard out of plywood. And then that little fort would travel to different backyards each summer. So everyone in the neighborhood had had an opportunity to have the, the fort in their yard. It had wooden walls with cutouts for windows, and we even painted it inside and out. A lot of hours went into the making of that little neighborhood hideout. And that was my idea of a wonderful summer. Of course, big outdoor projects like that are are super fun in the summertime when there's someone who can kind of spearhead that sort of thing. And it's not the day-to-day, right? So what about that day-to-day living in the summer? As a parent myself, the first few weeks of summer always felt a bit like wild and crazy to me because transitions were difficult for my kids, especially when they were younger. Transitions aren't always easy, and they're definitely harder for some children than others. So keep that in mind as you move from one season to the next. Of course, we all wish for a carefree summer full of happy-go-lucky days, but this isn't always the way things go. And to me, this is really often the result of too much unknown, of these wide open days, and this void of having very few plans and an open schedule can quickly be filled by mischievous or unhappy children. Honestly, the very best thing that we can do for our children and ourselves, I think, is to create a simple rhythm so that everybody knows what to expect and can relax into a a sort of loose structure that supports all of us. Now, this can also really help us 
feel more grounded. It can reduce decision fatigue on our part and help our children and ourselves, I would say, feel more at ease by knowing what to expect, knowing what comes next or what comes tomorrow. It's kind of a way of um, previewing what's to come so that children can just settle in more easily. Now, when I talk about rhythm, I'm not talking about a rigid schedule. I know sometimes when when mamas hear the suggestion to create a rhythm, they think of a rigid time schedule with like, here's what we do at 8 a.m. Here's what we do at 8.30 a.m. And then the resistance can come can pop up. And I get that. I don't follow a rigid schedule very well myself. So I want you to think about in rather than adding rigid constraints, that rhythm actually frees us up and allows our days to flow more smoothly. So let's begin. First of all, I find that the idea of rhythm as a repeated pattern can help us remember why rhythm is so grounding. If you've never worked with rhythm before, go back to episode number three, which is all about how to incorporate and use rhythm to your benefit in your homeschooling life. Okay, then... We, so rhythm is a repeated pattern, and then we can take this idea of repeated patterns and create what I would describe as broader brush strokes than we might use during the homeschooling year. And here's what I mean by this. Instead of daily lessons and skills practice, or perhaps instead of here's what your day, traditional day might look like. You, you do circle time together, then you do lesson time that involves a variety of activities, and then you have skills practice each day. So instead of that, we can have more what I would describe as themed days, which is really more like a kindergarten rhythm, what a kindergarten teacher might uh, in, incorporate into the lives of a kindergarten group. Uh, so it's not so like the transition is not from all like this big regular homeschooling rhythm to nothing. It's the transition is more from the homeschooling rhythm to a simpler rhythm. So years ago, after a friend asked me if I had any advice about how she might stop feeling so scattered and unsure of how her summer with her kids was going to unfold, we came up with, um, well, what I suggested and what we designed together was a simple summer rhythm, one that fit her family's particular situation at the time because she had four kids and she just wanted to stop feeling like she was going crazy and have a little bit of time, a little more breathing room in the summer. So here's what we came up with. I'm going to describe it in just a minute. Really in all of about 12 minutes on a walk one morning, we decided that One general activity for mornings and one general activity for afternoons would be great for the summer for her, for the five days of the week. 
uh, the weekdays. And so at the time she had four kids, I think they were ranging in age from maybe around seven to 15. And we go out for our walk. And after the walk, you know, we've created this super summer, super simple summer rhythm. And my friend created a chart for the wall so that everyone could see the summer rhythm and know what to expect. So here's that rhythm that we created that one morning. And I'm going to give you uh, sort of these, think in terms of time blocks, like the morning is one block, the afternoon is another. So Mondays in the morning, free play. Afternoon, a library visit. Tuesdays, morning, bike to the park. Afternoon, read aloud time. Wednesdays, morning, handwork. Afternoon, go to the pool. Thursdays, in the morning, an outing of some kind. And afternoon, read aloud time. Fridays, morning, game time, indoors or out. And afternoon, free play or a play date. So this is so simple. It's a very simple structure. Of course, you're not going to use it every single day throughout the summer, but most days this allows you particularly um, to not have to recreate plans every single day from scratch. I hope this helps you wrap your mind around creating a summer rhythm for your family And I encourage you to think in terms of these time buckets, like morning, afternoon, evening. Those are kind of the general time buckets of the day. And as I mentioned, this is a great, simple rhythm, not just for summertime, but for holiday breaks or just when you might be going through a challenging season of your life. All right. Now, for some kids... Uh, a more structured activity when they first wake up can really help get the day started off on the right foot. Uh, In our family, for years, even in the summer, my kids practiced piano or whatever instrument they might be working on because they took music lessons year-round. So they'd practice piano before breakfast, or it could be right after breakfast, or at some point before, at some time before lunch. Uh, So Of course, um, you could have a list of, for example, project ideas that you post somewhere. And then here's where the time buckets come in. Then on the morning, say on, on Thursday mornings, you had project time. You could, that's already bracketed off and set aside. But when the time arrives, then you can go have a look at the list that you've generated and brainstormed and choose for the day what off the list you're going to do. So it could be like the project idea list could have cooking or making art of some kind or doing woodworking or handwork or something like that. And these kinds of projects can really bring everyone together, right? To work on something together, sort of side by side, it can really, um, it can really generate some a meaningful family time experience. It's kind of like I like to describe it as 
parallel play of toddlers. So you're together, but you're focused on something else other than each other. And actually, as kids get older, this can be a really wonderful time when they might open up and share some things about their lives with you that they might not otherwise share when you ask them a direct question. Believe me, this can come in handy. So you have a general idea for what the time buckets are for the five days of the week, Monday through Friday, or whenever you are thinking about um, your summer rhythm, but you're not, it's not a fixed notion, right? Of what might unfold. It's just a general idea. And then when the time comes, you have some uh, room to decide for that day, for example, you know, you've started a new handwork project. So that's what you're going to work on on Wednesday mornings for a while. So uh, one last tip that I want to give you before we wrap up here is to make sure in the summertime, like have your simple summertime rhythm for the activities that you're going to do during the day, but try your best to keep your wake up time and your, in particular, your bedtime similar all throughout the summer. Now, I know from experience that this is not always possible, right? We have trips out of town. We have weekend camping. We have, you know, this, it stays light later and it's hard to put kids to bed, all of those kinds of things. But I just want to warn you against um, that letting the bedtime sort of slip. I know we had some summers that by August, you know, bedtime was so late, I almost didn't even care anymore. And then things would really fall apart. Um, And that can be so exhausting for everyone, children and adults alike. So even if you have a few late nights, what I would suggest is that you don't let this become the norm. Um, especially if your children are early risers. You want them to be getting enough sleep. And uh, another thing that I think is really helpful along these lines is to think in terms of alternating calm and active days, right? So if you have one day that's really busy and out and about the whole day, maybe the next day is a down, you have some extra downtime and you can be at home for a good chunk of it. And you can alternate active and calm activities throughout your day because this can really um, bring a sense of peace and not it kind of averts that feeling of of go, 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 go that sometimes we can slip into during the summertime when we aren't doing more formal, our more formal lessons. Okay, so uh, what I want you to remember is that just to reiterate rem- that the keep your bedtime and your wake up time up part of that regular rhythm in addition to the activities that I suggested to you. Um, So here's what you can do now. You know, of course, you're going to put some fun, special, like maybe big projects like I talked about in the beginning or trips that you're going to take this summer or um, like I said, camping you're going camping or you're going to the beach or anything like that. So get out your calendar and put those fun um, events in your calendar first. And then you'll have a sense of how many days you want to, you will be at home where you can implement 
a simple rhythm. So create that rhythm for yourself so that you feel prepared uh, for this summer and you're ready to embrace it with uh, full on joy but it's not going to get too wild and crazy and out of hand because there's you you want to have a little bit of structure that can hold everyone and be very grounding for you. All right. So, don't forget one last thing to celebrate summertime, right? Maybe you celebrate Midsummer's Night Eve or summer solstice, but gathering together to welcome the sun and this big full-on energy is really a lovely thing to do at the, in each season, right? So for summer, that's a super fun uh, activity to plan. In our family, we just loved gathering for outdoor games. We'd gather with friends for outdoor games, a creek walk, and a potluck meal. Super fun. All right. I encourage you now to go create your simple summer rhythm for this summer. And think about cultivating a few new family traditions that you can savor so that you can create some wonderful memories of uh, a simple summer and have some downtime that's held by a nourishing structure that you've created. Happy summertime to you and your family. And you can find the show notes for this episode at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 34. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 